0: Hey there,
1: we're pulling this episode from our story archives where we've covered part one and part two of Lupin in preparation for part three of Lupin releasing October 5th. We hope you enjoy this episode and our upcoming deep dive coverage on Lupin part three.
2: Okay, I'm confused with the episode names, but we're going to call this... What are we calling this? Episode 2 of Part 2 or Chapter 7?
1: Uh, season 2, Episode 2.
2: This is Part 2, Episode 2, Chapter 7. Yes. Okay, well, let's roll into Something it. Something like that. <laughs> let's roll into it. I got to say, the refreshing thing about Lupin is that... Um, Each episode just rolls into where you picked up, uh, left off on the last one. Been doing this now for a few Mm -hmm. episodes now. And um, this one was no different. Uh, You open up and the BMW is now just charred to a crisp uh, that Raul was in. Uh, Gadira has seemingly disappeared. And you have Mm -hmm. this, you know, specific camera movement oh by the way we didn't introduce ourselves again what's your name i
1: was just gonna i was gonna say you know speaking of rolling right into things we uh, didn't roll into the name i'm
2: really bad about that let's start this over can you do like a in in post can you put like a a reversing We'll we'll just rewind it like all right all right ready uh thanks everybody for tuning in tonight i am your host mario busto and i am here with zachary
1: newton welcome everyone
2: all right. Thank you guys for tuning in again. Um, I'm going to keep going from where I left off on the...
1: Yeah, just just continue. I mean, it was a great start. We just forgot to say our names.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's because we're so humble. Anyways, yeah. um, you have that thing in the beginning where they're just purposely not showing what's in the trunk. And so you have a son who is concerned about the condition of his son because he thinks he's literally a just a sack of bones in the back of the trunk at this point.
1: Uh- concerned is an understatement. This guy is like furious and i don't, I don't know he, he's like got to explode because I, because they're kind of ignoring him
2: i still gotta say he's very composed for his son being seemingly burned alive in the trunk you know yeah
1: he's i would very agree composed. uh his son was also composed from being kidnapped multiple times yeah. So <laughs> yeah this is true that was i guess it's just in uh, a, a diop treat
2: you know i gotta say tangent here Nowadays, like with uh, mental health being like a prominent uh, yeah. thing, you get kidnapped and you're coming back with a bunch of like diagnoses for your mental trauma. Back in the day, mm-hmm. it probably would have been better to be kidnapped because you, you would have just came back and just been like, I had a bad day. Yeah. You know what I mean? It would have just been one yeah. of those where like, hey, we're not going to look <laughs> too deep into this. Uh, Things happened. Things Stuff happened. was said. You were, eh. you were taken someplace <laughs> against your will. You know, it happens to some. Not all of us, yeah. but to some. Anyways, um, Asan is concerned about the condition of his son. The detective is concerned about Gadira, who has seemingly disappeared, um, which I think Asan can kind of gather that something, maybe there's a little bit of hope for his son here because Gadira is missing,
0: mm-hmm. right? Uh,
2: meanwhile, the yeah. Pellegrini family is planning, oh my God, massive mosquito in my room, Jesus. All right. Uh, meanwhile, the Pellegrini family is planning a foundation to give more cultural opportunities for kids who don't usually have opportunities and mm-hmm. um, Pellegrini gets a surprise visitor although we get a little bit of a cliffhanger on who that visitor is um, back to the car with son did you did you honestly think that Raul was dead
1: no I thought there's just no way he could he could be dead yeah I mean you're 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 so early on in a show you're, you're you know you're gonna kill off somebody who has who weight to the story um, you know, to, to Hassan, but... Have you seen Gangs of London? I, I don't know. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a totally different show.
2: Come on. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, Hassan finds out that there was no one in the trunk, which at mm. this point he can go back into Lupin mode where he is just plotting at all times. Now he's no longer distraught Hassan. He is plotting Thief Hassan, which I was relieved to see again. I didn't like...
1: Uh, yeah, I, I was happy to see I it. didn't
2: like sobbing Hassan. Um no. I like the Hassan who's looking at the gas station, looking at every single circumstance here. Mm-hmm. And um, I've got to say, you know, for being one of the more wanted men in France, mm-hmm. you would think they would have put more than two cops taking him back to Paris. You would have had like a whole convoy, especially since Pellegrini yeah. has him in his pocket. Maybe, maybe Dumont doesn't know yet that Hassan's been caught, right? Mm-hmm. So... But I couldn't just I, I just couldn't help but laugh. And I'll be honest with you, if I was the cop taking him back, he would have had to have peed himself in the car. Or, yeah,
1: I would not have let him yeah. after robbing the yeah, loot and everything. I would have lowered you know, the
2: window and said, buddy.
1: Put it out the window. Buddy,
2: you can you can hold it or you can just go in the car. Okay. We don't <laughs> care. You can change your pants when you get to the station. We're not playing any games. So Asan, of course, that does not happen because he's gotta get away. And he mm-hmm. uh he asked to use the restroom. They let him get off. They sent only one rent-a-cop with him to the restroom. This dude is 6'5", 260 pounds. I was,
1: I was just expecting him to turn around his like headbutt head him That's and all drop. Do look like, at little
2: guy. Like dip yeah, at that point. The like <laughs> little guy compared to Hassan.
1: Yeah, are you kidding? So-
2: they send us on into the restroom. The other detective, I guess, has to buy like a, a Twizzlers or something from the gas station. She has to buy like. She, she, she was paying the gas, wasn't she? Can't she go and make sure the prisoner's back in the car before she does that?
1: By the way, I'm not. paying for the gas?
2: You can pay for the gas or say, hey, buddy, you got to wait till I pay for the gas. And then we're both going to go. Well, she was over going by inside. Get pulled over by she was going and inside the and he went off. Yeah, he went out.
1: The whole situation of them being split apart was stupid. But she she pumped the gas and was going to go inside. And he's like, "Oh, I gotta pee." And yeah. you know, the, the guy took him over there to, to one of the most disgusting bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, I thought we had bad gas station bathrooms here, but wow! What
2: was that thing? It looked like a latch in the ground. That you just, <laughs> Dude, like, I
1: don't up. even know. I don't even know. It just looked like like some open porcelain hole in the ground with dirt and.
2: Yeah. Poop. Yeah. Everywhere. So another note, I would have made Assan use the restroom with the door open. You know?
1: Yeah. I, another thing.
2: Bad. The worst cops in France. I tell you. Anyways, we mm-hmm. get the return of athletic Asan here in this episode. Who's good at everything. I mean, he robs a car, right? Which we know he's mm-hmm. a suave talker. So we know he, he gets away with anything that any first impression that somebody doesn't know him, he's getting away. Uh, yeah. But he's a marksman. He literally shot out those tires. One take. All right. Yeah. Um. So Asan gets away, shoots the tires out on the which, top car.
1: Which, by the way, I must say, Mario, Asan is good with a
2: gun. He's good with a gun. <laughs> oh my God. You're just leaving out. You're hoping. You're hoping. I'm hoping, man. I'm I hoping. Why do you want him to kill so bad? He Because he can't well, return I, I get a
1: prize now.
2: <laughs> He's going to be like a Jack Daniels. The like gentleman
1: murderer. <laughs>
2: yeah, the gentleman mur- murderer. It's going to be the gentleman thief. Um, Hassan gets away. Belkasem, Lieutenant Belkacem, shoots into open traffic. Okay?
1: Yeah. Okay. So that is something that I noted down as like, you know, a plot hole or memorable moment. I'm like, she literally just ran out into a highway and like pumped lead into a like oncoming traffic. Like, (laughs) I was just like, what's going through your mind at that point, man. Somebody should have just like started swerving around from the other
2: side, flies off the road. I wish there would have been a cut scene like where somebody just gets hit with the bullet and just like, that's what I was
1: expecting. I was like, what are you
2: doing? (laughs) Anyways, um a song gets away we get a flashback to gadira who is zip tied in his in the vehicle uh apparently mm-hmm. gadira was zip tied during the day people are going to listen to this podcast and they we're just completely making fun of the show <laughs> but gadira <laughs> yeah, gets zip tied waits till nighttime to rip the zip tie off and uh and we finally see that he saved um raul from the burning car which i was yeah. right where there's a will there's a way he finds a crowbar that is conveniently yeah. there and um and rips open that door man i'm telling you or whatever that's like a metal Mm -hmm. pipe or something um it's a perfect crowbar i mean you want to talk about it it really was i had
1: a lot of leverage for it
2: that's a lot of (laughs) so uh (laughs) good a tiny dude yeah good rescues raul who's very composed very i gotta again again like he just squashed out of the, the fire yeah, Raul gets away. The <laughs> hitman's after them. I was wondering at this point why doesn't Gadirah wait for Hassan? But no, it's because the hitman is perfectly fine after being dropped from seventy feet.
1: Yes. Okay. Totally. And he, uh, he is Superman.
2: And he ha- he doesn't run out of bullets. He's the worst marksman. Uh, he has a slight limp, though. I will say, um, he does have like a yeah, little that's bit the only thing. Um,
1: Twisted his ankle.
2: Yeah, on that landing. Well, at least at this point we get our answer about Raul. We know that he's how he got saved and what's going on here. Um mm-hmm. and you got to wonder at this point um Gadira either yeah this guy just is the worst marksman ever. Um Oh, he's terrible. Shoots into the smoke. I mean, this is Um Gadira must obviously think that Asan is a good guy because he's really going out of his way to help him out here, you know? Yeah. Um I don't believe he was armed, so it's not like he could have done anything against the hitman at that point.
1: Well, you know, Gadira isn't really going out of his... I don't think he's really going out of his way to help Hassan in this moment. It's like, look, I'm a police officer. There's an innocent person in the back of a trunk that's on fire. I'm going to get him. And then the moment you pull him out of there, this hitman starts coming after you uh, with a shotgun, a shooting at you. So obviously you're going to try and get away. And, you know, we end up trying to take him back to the uh, the station and everything. But, I mean, I I still think he's a big fan but I don't think he's gone out of his way yet. Aside from you know the solid that he did Asan in the last episode, telling him how much time he had.
2: Yeah. Well, we we find out um, through a moment between Gadiras is a good guy. All right, he's part of the he's good, a good guy. He's part no, of the I'm, good I'm guy club on Lupin. Right, he's a good guy character. Yeah. You know, and he's having a good moment with Raúl, uh, where they're talking about you know our son Lupin and who their favorite characters mm-hmm. are. Gadiras yeah. is Ganimard. I'm pronouncing that. Correctly, yeah, some,
1: something like that. Which is that's gotta be cool. kind of the
2: cop ally to Lupin, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. So we know where this is heading, hopefully. And we mm-hmm. called this. We called this at the end of season one, where this was heading. Um, yeah.
1: You know, I'm, I wonder: is there any parallels between this and the book? Like, like we're going, we're calling them chapter, chapter, chapter.
2: You got a point. I don't think so. Uh, though. It's, is, it's an older, but
1: series. I don't, I don't know. I kind of think like I don't think. Like he robs the Louvre, but I think there's a lot of parallels with like this. There may be at least. No, I, I think read he, the book. I
2: think he. Um, all of the stuff you see in this, yes, there are parallels. Like there, in the book, he goes to he goes into jail and breaks out of jail like mm-hmm. that, uh, which is very Monte Cristo ish. Have you read? Have you ever read the Count of Monte Cristo? No, I haven't. You gotta read it. Okay. Uh, he gets in prison. He doesn't go to prison on purpose, though. And uh, mm-hmm. he also escapes prison by faking his death. So mm. you get that kind of moment there.
0: Mm-hmm. And he
2: emerges from the, from the prison um, as the Count of Monte Cristo. So mm. it's actually kind of like a resurrection moment. There's kind of like some Christ parallels there between, uh, um, what is his name? Edward Dantes, I think is his name, Count of Monte Cristo. Okay. So you kind of see that, that similar path, uh, the hero's journey type of thing. Going on there, yeah. Um, so Pellegrini's plot has failed at this point, but he's not deterred. Uh, Dumont learns that gadira has raul and the plan mm-hmm. is to continue to keep the kid hostage at the hotel. Um, what did you think of this scene between Pellegrini and Dumont? Dumont. Dumont.
1: Uh, wow. Well, which which scene specifically? There is a few.
2: The one between Peligri. I you mean, you're talking DuMont about just like when, when
1: they're kind of behind closed doors talking about things.
2: Yeah, when they're talking about bringing the kid to the hotel, like for the first time. This is I mean, me.
1: obviously Dumont has has no morals at this point. Um, he he is he is he is whipped. Uh,
2: yeah that that was my I, I that mean, was that, my that's, reaction.
1: That's kind of what I got because I had it. a yeah.
2: little bit of hope that this guy was not such like a, a he reminds a me. Bag? No, he's not a douchebag. He just reminds me of, the, of Ratface. What, no, what's the name of the character from Harry Potter? Um, Harry Potter. He's the, Voldemort? he's the rat. No, he's uh, Ron's uh, Oh, rat. Uh, Pe- Mr. Pe- Peter Pettigrew. Peter Pettigrew. Peter Pettigrew. It reminds me yeah. a little bit of Peter Pettigrew. Where yeah, he kind of does. He just, you think that there's some hope there for him to do some good, but yeah, there's not. he just never does because he's just too far no. down the well. He can't climb back up at this point. Um, a- before before
1: we get farther into this, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I wanted to go back to to the uh, moment of of uh, uh, Gudera in the uh, in the car. Mm-hmm. Did did Hassan somehow lock the car from the inside? Because I feel like he could not get out of the car.
2: Maybe he put child locks on, and Gudera could not reach across. You know, maybe he has short arms. But he's in the front seat. Like I don't know. I I, I mean. He, his right arm was unoccupied. Why did he have to kick the window in? Oh, but he needed I mean, something sharp. To- yeah.
1: Okay. All right. All right. Here. And, and another question then. If he breaks that glass, that glass shatters into bits. How are you going to grab like a granule of shattered glass to cut your <laughs> zip tie off? It's not going to hold
2: its form. Yeah, but you could you could see like getting a piece of glass that's good enough to cut it. Like you don't need a large but piece.
1: not not on a window like that. Not not on not on like an impact glass that is literally built to okay. shatter into a million pieces and not hold its form.
2: One it does that to one day you. when we interview the director of this episode, you can ask him that question. But until then okay. there was a glass I have other other a piece more important of
0: glass
2: <laughs> big enough to break the <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. So Asan catches on to Pellegrini's plan. Because he still has Gadira's phone. Um, mm-hmm. so he knows that Dumont is working with Pellegrini to keep his son hostage. All right? Mm-hmm. Amongst all of this going on now, Juliet Pellegrini is working on a foundation dinner. Okay. hmm And she's practicing her speech. It's kind of like a, a it's not really a needed moment in the, in the episode. Gadira drops Raul off at the hotel. I'm skipping some things here, but, yeah. um, Ultimately, Gadira finds out that he's been given direction to leave Raul at the hotel, okay? Mm -hmm. Which he is kind of suspicious of, but he's not at the point yet where he's jumping off the ledge completely. He's still trusting Mm -hmm. his superiors at this point. I figure He's skeptical, but he's trusting. My thought is I figure within an episode or two, he will be a vigilante in some sense, working from the inside, right? Because he's going to see how corrupt his department is. And how further? I kind
1: of think that's gonna through. have to happen in the next episode, though, um, because I mean, there's like the next episode's the halfway point. I mean, it's a turning point for for the season. Well, I, it's, I, something's gotta happen. I
2: also there. think you have a way to progress the show past Pellegrini because they can follow this corruption all the way to the top. You know, yeah. they can continue this all the mm-hmm. way to the top. Yeah. Okay.
1: You know, I, did did we skip? You know, one of like the the most shocking scenes with uh, Claire. Like No,
2: standing we did not. You in... totally uh, have gone too okay. far ahead here.
1: Okay. Well, I didn't say anything. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> she just, she's on her feet. I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah. We go back to Asana in his apartment at this point. He's catching up with the news that he's missed throughout the day. And he finds out that the Pellegrinis are having a foundation dinner at a hotel. Uh, mm-hmm. His chair is very, it's a very
1: nice looking hotel too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah.
2: Well, he's contemplating, but well, what is Pellegrini going to stay at? The Ramada Inn? Well, yeah, anyway. He's a French billionaire. All right.
1: Well, I'm just saying the hotel looked nice, man. I mean. Being... <laughs> all
2: right. Anyways, Assan <laughs> contemplates what disguise he's going to use to break into this place. We don't get to see what he's going to use, but uh, instead mm-hmm. we kind of see his whole repertoire on the bed as he, as he kind of creates a plan for the night. Yeah longest period of time before a flashback so far in the entire series at this point?
1: No, 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 because there was one that didn't have any flashbacks. I think it was like episode three or four.
2: Couldn't have been three. Maybe it was four.
1: Had to have been four. There was no flashbacks in that one.
2: I think that was the Fabian episode. No. Um, well, we get a flashback here and it's of young Asan continuing from the violin theft storyline. Um, he's in the principal, what seems to be a principal's office. And he hears a voicemail yeah. from the violin shop owner essentially saying, I want that kid dealt with in a severe way. So Hassan does what any other kid would probably do in this situation. He steals the tape. Yeah. All right. All uh, right. And replaces it with another one. I got to say that was a great little moment.
1: Later on. Yeah. But yeah. 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 There's literally like. A, oh, well, no. He, he replaced the tape, but it was just a blank one. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I can't. You can't blame him. What is Hassan's yeah. life if he doesn't steal this tape? He has no parents. You know, he's going to head to uh, essentially an orphanage and go to some mm-hmm. other school, lose all of his friends that he's made, lose Claire, lose Benjamin. There's no choice. Yeah. He's got to take the tape here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all that really happens in this flashback. It's he's in the middle of a conflict of essentially having to resolve what's going on with the violin shop owner because he's in, in danger of being expelled. Um mm-hmm. See meanwhile we go back to a son who is made aware of the fact that they have his son apparently they put Raul on the phone and that's pretty much all he needs to hear um yeah. it's essentially a message for him to um to get over okay. there and to turn himself in in for in exchange for the life of his son um yeah. did you notice something here i didn't notice the significance of it but the passcode of Gadeira's phone is 0813
1: no, I did not notice and that. And
2: the room number is
1: 813. 813. Eight, oh, interesting. Why?
2: It has something to do with the series. I don't know what it is, but it has something to do with the series. So, um, are you doing a quick Google search here? Uh, I'll continue. Yeah, to I'm recap. gonna see if
1: anything comes up.
2: hmm Okay.
1: Oh, wait, hold on. Something came up right away, actually. Uh subtle Easter egg for fans of the original books. Mm-hmm. Uh The number 813 pops up a couple of times in Lupin Part 2, having pocketed Goodier's phone in the room.
2: Careful for spoilers.
1: Uh, Both of these instances are references to the Maurice LeBlanc novel 813, originally published in 1910 in the fourth outing for his Arsene Lupin character. Okay. So okay. it's just, you know, a reference to a uh, novel. 813. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, I knew it was because when he opens the phone, he, the little voice in his head goes, you're a big fan of our son Lupin, huh? He says, huge fan. So he's t- he goes, flashes ah. back to the, the earth line. But I didn't realize the hotel room was also 813 until later in the episode.
1: I did not realize that at all.
2: Yeah. So uh, we get a scene here with Pellegrini and Raul. Once again, Pellegrini, I got to say from a criminal mastermind perspective, is an absolute idiot uh he's getting too close to the crime man too close mm-hmm. but these oh, guys, yeah. you know his ego knows no bounds so he needs to make a point to expose his father's true job and nature to his son so he essentially lets raul know that his father is a criminal who has done him wrong raul refuses to believe this and um defends his father. honor
1: like any good boy would
2: yeah exactly so uh we get A very cool moment here where uh gadira is leaving the police station probably putting in his reports for the day or something like that and um he gets a message from Hassan, which says thank you ganiman and gets his phone back Mm gadira is pleased gadira looks like somebody who's working he's so happy his hero all right yeah okay so he is just you know excited as can be here um We go back to the foundation dinner where Julia delivers her speech. I got to say this foundation dinner literally had no impact on the entire episode other than giving them a reason to be in the hotel. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, also very impromptu. It's kind of like, I'm hyper analyzing because I've seen this episode now like three times. So (laughs) (laughs) We're watching. Oh, sorry. I hit my mic there. Uh, we're watching it and I'm looking at the wealthy donors, supposedly very wealthy donors
0: Hellblade Two,
2: play it now with Game Pass. <laughs> okay, so the key climax of the episode, possibly, or maybe not. Maybe that's at the very end. Hassan uh, infiltrates the not building not with a. I gotta say, phenomenal. Can we? Like can, we can we? Can we stop like for a second? Best disguise. He's did had. you take? Did you take a look at the pizza that Dumont offers Raul? It looks no. It looks uh, not really. Looks. If that's what pizza's like, there.
1: <laughs> Let me look at Mario's that. not traveling Let me, to France anytime soon. No, I
2: love. I would love to travel to France. It's like at the top of my list. I'll be honest with you. Uh, but this pizza does not top my list. Actually, no. It's it not, didn't. It's not too bad. It's just very, very soggy. Not good looking pizza. Not good. Well, looking it's probably
1: pizza. been there for hours.
2: Probably. Maybe that's what it is. Well, we go to son who is at the sh- the blue collar area of the hotel, lights mm-hmm. a cigarette for one of the guards, and is wearing a. I mean, one of his best disguises I, It's yet.
1: It's the best disguise I've yeah. ever seen on this guy. Yeah, the,
2: the mustache, <laughs> but it's the teeth that sells it. And the gap teeth yeah. kills me. I got to say the teeth is a nice touch, but the mustache is kind of... Yeah. He's just not... His poster's everywhere. Maybe he doesn't know that there's a sketch of him anywhere, but we. I'm glad. I'm glad he was caught. And I think it ends up actually being part of his plan, as we later see, to get mm-hmm. caught. Right? So... <laughs> It kind of makes it funnier that he, that he does get caught in some sense because the security Mm -hmm. guard woman here immediately notices it's him. Uh, mm-hmm. which I was like, thank goodness, because it's truly his sketch in him. It's, <laughs> it's just it's, it's so obvious.
1: Even with the disguise, it just really goes to show you how bad his disguises are.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's hilarious.
1: They're like intentionally ineffective or something. Yeah. I don't know.
2: We once again get the reemergence of athletic Asan, martial artist Asan here, because he easily takes mm-hmm. out three bodyguards in this scene. Okay. Yeah. Takes out one of the hallway, two moves right to the throat. Uh, and then he takes out two other ones in an elevator once again,
1: but with, with guns like they all had
2: guns. Yes. Once again. And let me say something. I have to stop here and say, Mm -hmm. if I was a bodyguard, I would be absolutely annoyed by how, by how my industry is being portrayed in film and television. Yeah. Because have you seen a bodyguard in real life?
0: Yeah. Okay. They're like (laughs) all ex seals.
2: They're like all ex seals. Mm -hmm. They're all like Jocko willing types. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. You would have a John Wick level fight with each one of these bodyguards, okay? It would be like Street mm-hmm. Fighter. You'd be ascending to one level after another fighting these guards. Anyways, Hassan yeah. takes him down. Maybe the hitman is just one hell of a fighter. And that's why. I don't
1: I don't know. But I'm 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 telling you, like this just farther proves my point of how unbalanced all of his fights are. You, you're fighting this guy you know again you should be at your peak in the last episode your your son is there he's kidnapped he's threatened to kill your son and you're just like rolling around on the ground you know oh, yeah i'm going to i'll hit you back i got a pool stick yeah. and meanwhile he just walks up to this guy and two hits he's he's out he, he's just out yeah he he could not even fight back yeah and then the same thing with the two guys in the elevator he wrecked these guys like, in the not, elevator i'm watching it right now know, he man. destroyed them um, I, I don't understand. We get a pretty how, how epic
2: happen. moment with us on leaving the elevator with the coat and the two sleeping guards on the floor here. Takes off his mm. gap teeth and the he should keep the mustache. The mustache actually looks cool, but he takes it off. Yeah, it does kind um, of cool. <laughs> he leaves the building, so we see it's part of his plan to get caught here. He's playing chess while everybody's playing checkers, and mm. we get a flashback because he sees these two kids walking down the street who look very similar to him and Benjamin at that age. Um, yeah, and you find out. That his way of getting past the violin shop owner was to mimic the voice of the owner. Since the principal had never heard his voice, he would mimic, mm-hmm. it, mimic it over the phone to pretty much uh, recommend that he wouldn't get such a harsh punishment. Uh, yeah. Which flashes forward to show you what Hassan's master plan is in this situation. Which completely threw me off, by the way, because I'm thinking to myself that the idea just occurred to him. Because his facial reaction is that of somebody yeah. who the idea just, occurred just to him. Th-
1: thought about it. Yeah. Okay.
2: Because I'm thinking to myself, how close is his apartment to the, to this place? He goes home, doctors, the voice, and then comes back. Uh, I
1: don't know. There, there's no way. But
2: the thing is, I looked at it again. Once I watched this episode, there's light creeping in from his window when he's doing the voice situation. So mm. he obviously finds a way to do this beforehand. And the idea mm. occurs to him, I guess there in that moment to, um, to uh, give orders to Dumont to bring his son down to the van. I'm obviously getting ahead here because the show doesn't reveal these things to you until after he's in the van, but Dumont gets uh, completely fooled here, thinking that Pellegrini is ordering him to bring the son down and to put him in this black van in the lobby. Mm -hmm. Moving forward, Assan gets away with his son Dumont goes down, speaks to Pellegrini and realizes he's been duped because Asan needs to let everybody know who he gets one up on, that he got one up on Mm -hmm. them. Asan easily, you know, he easily could have just not done that and had, you know, a little bit more time to get away, right? Before Pellegrini finds out. But instead, um, he doesn't do that. Pellegrini is surprisingly not that mad about it because he reveals that he has a backup plan. Yeah. So we get this scene where we finally get our answers our questions answered about what on earth happened to Claire in the 24 hours leading us to this episode. Yeah. But before we get there, um, Asan does have a moment with Raul in the car where Raul asks him if he's a thief and Asan mm-hmm. in his own roundabout way admits to it, but also kind of rationalizes it. With the fact that Pellegrini framed his father 25 years ago and that he's on a pursuit for vengeance. Uh, mm-hmm. But he does have a heartfelt moment where he asks Raul, you know, if you tell me to st-, or he tells Raul, if you tell me to stop, I will stop. And Raul mm-hmm. tells him to continue, which the whole fan, the whole everybody in the world said, yeah, Raul in that moment. <laughs> OK, because he's the future, Lupin, right?
1: Mm hmm. He's being bred.
2: Yep, yep. So after this scene, we we get the moment, we get the 24-hour flashback of Claire mm-hmm. and what she's been up to for the last 24 hours. Like we said, I said, at least in the last episode, I said, I feel bad for Claire. She's always in the dark, even when her, mm-hmm. kid, her kid's been kidnapped. You know, She's in the dark and has, has no idea what to do until she sees this newspaper clipping on the train back home and reads about Fabienne, reads about um, Pellegrini and sees that she can clearly recognize Hassan in one of his many costumes on television. Mm-hmm. And she puts, you know, two and two together to find out that Pellegrini is probably behind uh, the kidnapping of her son. Um, she goes to visit Benjamin, who is the man with the plan and all of the the answers to Asan's personal life. And Benjamin, uh, I'm assuming, obviously spills the beans a bit here because...
1: Um, it looks like it.
2: Because Claire, after this, visits... Pellegrini and essentially agrees to betray a son to get her son back right Mm -hmm. flashing forward we come back to her apartment this is probably my favorite scene in the episode um we come back to her apartment to the same song they were playing in the car i can see clearly now they're really using that license for what it's worth
1: they like it yeah. yeah they
2: gotta they gotta use it up i mean it costs money to get those songs on the show man us money.
0: Mm-hmm. I wonder
2: how much money. I wonder if that's a fact online that we can find. Um, Assam pulls up. We have this happy moment. Claire's ecstatic to see it. She almost can't believe that song once again has found a way to be the knight in shining armor, bringing her son back home without a Mm-mm. scratch. None of them got a scratch, okay? <laughs> but things are too good to be true. And whenever this damn song plays, things are way too good to be true, okay? So Claire yeah. picks up the phone because they're trying to get in from the, I guess, the gate at the bottom of the apartment building. And we find out that mm-hmm. she has like four goons in her apartment waiting to ambush Hassan because they know where he's heading next.
1: One hell of a trap.
2: Yeah. Uh, actually a very good trap. The best trap so far, I got to say, because Claire is yeah. the one who who brought this upon everybody. Uh, but I can't blame her. Can't blame her. I mean, she shouldn't betray Hassan, obviously, but can't blame mm-hmm. her for trying to take matters into her own hands. Um, and either way, we kind of see Claire's heart here anyways. Uh, inexplicably, the hitmen allow her to have a private moment with her son. Mm-hmm. I would fire them all if I was Pellegrini. This, this, yeah, this kind I know. Of-
1: I, that was like the biggest, I would say one of the biggest plot holes yeah. um, in this thing was the fact that they let her run outside the door.
2: I think we're missing. Like, it misusing, wasn't like
1: inconspicuous. I think we're misusing
2: the term plot hole. And we need, I
1: think so too. We need to
2: find another term for what we're talking about. It's not a plot hole. It's just a convenient. It's a convenient it's, plot. It's, it's, it's a, a, con- a screw
1: up or something. It's like it's like, it's like a. Me. I don't even know what to call it. It's like um, it's just something that makes no sense yeah. at all. Well, it's an illogical moment. Well,
2: whatever it is, it leads me to my favorite moment of the episode, which is the dolly zoom to Asan's face, which is mm-hmm. great. This, the music kind of does like a warping effect. Claire's face reads perfectly. Hassan reads it perfectly at yeah. least and she tells him to go and the episode ends. I got to <laughs> say it's that's a hell of an end of an episode right there.
1: It was a really good end of an episode.
2: I can see clearly
1: <laughs>
2: I mean, yeah. At the very yeah, at the very least if I'm the hitman I would be looking through the peephole of the door to see that there's no Yeah or run
1: up to it. Or like be like don't move yeah or something i mean she like bolts to the door yeah, it's like in the air, mother-
2: really yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but but no and honestly i gotta think here moving forward like thinking thinking rationally here mm-hmm. these are hitmen about to kill somebody okay mm-hmm. now even if Hassan gets away in this next episode mm-hmm. why not just kidnap raul again yeah
1: it's a very good point. He's right
2: there, or both the wife and the kid. They got more leverage than ever. If they're not kidnapped, oh yeah, I know you got them both together. If Hassan gets away and they're both not kidnapped next episode, mm-hmm. then I gotta say that's a major convenient That play. is that is definitely definitely an issue. <laughs> I mean, for goodness' sake, are we all are we just gonna slap Claire in the wrist here? She completely broke the deal.
1: Yeah. And she's right there with like four dudes with guns. Like, do you not th- like they should have all just ran. Why didn't they all just run?
2: She was outside
1: the door. Everyone was inside. Yeah. Run. Yeah, Agreed. Get out of there. Agreed. All right. Well, what did you think of this episode? Uh, overall, I, I thought the episode was pretty good. Uh, I know we are bashing it quite a bit. We're not really uh, bashing it. We're just having fun. It's late, so so we're critical. It's it's fun. It's like poking fun. We're
2: poking fun at Um, it. I enjoyed this episode thoroughly. It's one of my favorite episodes so far. Oh, me too.
1: It it is one of the top ones, I would agree. This season, episode one of the first season, is still the absolute best. um, Pilot episodes are
2: hard to top, man. Good pilot episodes are very hard to top.
1: Mad Men pilot episode was great. Yeah, Breaking Bad. Man, just getting into the cinematography of that show. I can't wait till we talk about that one.
2: Um, um, walking dead. No, is one of but the I, greatest I like this one. pilots of all walking time. That is great. Opinion. I don't care what anybody tells yeah. me. It's one of the best pilots I've ever watched with Rick mm-hmm. going into the tank and that song playing by, um, man, what's that artist's name? Yeah, um, I don't remember. It's been too man, long. Man, 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 man. Made me look up that song immediately. Uh, but just, <laughs> yeah, it's a great, it goes up into the pantheon of great pilots in my opinion. Yeah. Anyways, um, so overall impressions, pretty good on this episode?
1: Pretty good. Yeah, yeah pretty, pretty good. good. One of the top. Okay. Not the top, but one of the top. Maybe three, four. Gotcha, gotcha.
2: Uh, I got to say, uh, favorite moment for me is the is the Dolly Zoom reaction from Asan at the end. Mm-hmm. That Jaws-like reaction of uh, yeah. of go. I like that. It's going to get dark. It's yeah. going to get dark from here on out for the rest of the season. It's uh, got to. Yeah, not Ozark-level dark, but it's going to get dark.
1: Not Ozark Another level dark, pilot. but Lupin becomes a murderer level dark. That's...
2: Man, you really want that bottle of whiskey. Right? <laughs> Literally wants to turn this nice <laughs> protagonist into a killer. Uh, I, th- I don't know. Yeah.
1: We'll see. We'll see what happens.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, I, think, I think my favorite part of this episode, though, was, was the shock on Dumont's face when he realized he's been duped. Oh, yeah? Yeah.
2: I found it interesting of how small Dumont is. He's so, he's so like, tiny like, like short
1: and he's very short. He is a very, he is a very tall. Uh, I mean, small dude. Him
2: and Pellegrini both in the sense of like, they looked at t- like, like taller in other episodes.
1: Because yeah, they're not around you know those actors. Ever listen, they're also around a lot of girls in like high heels too. If
2: those actors ever listen to this podcast, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm not really <laughs> trying like to poke you. fun. It's just, um, you, we realize like their bodyguards are like six. They're just towering people just mm-hmm. taking orders from these. And these guys who like men. Are, yeah, they're just doing evil. They're just doing evil things, and they're just like, why do you guys put yeah. up with this stuff? Why is everybody evil? In this? Anyway, mm-hmm. I'm overthinking character motives here. Um, okay, overthinking repercussions of seemingly harmless moments. We kind of covered one earlier in this mm-hmm. episode, and it was the shooting into yeah. traffic.
1: It's the shooting right into traffic that yeah. tops it for me. Like yeah. that. Oof. I would have fired a shot. Not you? No, that's bad. That's against protocol. Everything. That sometimes, is a you gotta, terrible idea. sometimes you got to. Sometimes
2: you got to lead with your heart and not your head. You know what I mean?
1: No, I don't know. What also, you mean. sometimes you got you to shoot in a shot. into a crowd of people as a police officer. You're, like, there's no. What are you going to do? You're going to hit the back of the car? You think you're going to get a headshot on this guy and kill him? Asan, no, you're going to shoot some, somebody Asan, oncoming in traffic. A little girl in the back seat just died from that. Oh, Jesus!
2: Look, Asan <laughs> shot out two tires. Okay, this detective. I believed in her. I mean, she failed because I don't know who she shot that rat with that straight oh, bullet.
1: But somebody got killed. It hit, it hit somebody.
2: Yeah. Um, any predictions moving forward here? What's going to happen with Ghadira?
1: Ah, <sighs> uh, with Ghadira. I think Ghadira in the next episode, honestly, I think, I think that's going to be his turning point, you know, where, where he becomes, you know, in cahoots with, uh, with Hassan and, you know, they, they start working together.
2: I'm making a prediction here. Um, I think the finale... Of this season is gonna surpass the pilot episode in our minds.
0: I think it has to,
2: because Asan's gonna have to come up with such a plot, because mm-hmm. he has to do a few things simultaneously here. He needs to clear his name, or maybe he mm-hmm. doesn't have to clear his name. Right? We'll see if he ever gets exposed um, publicly. Mm-hmm. He has to bring down Pellegrini. Yeah. He has to expose the police corruption. All while protecting his family, so he needs to do all of these things to protect his life in Paris as well mm-hmm. so,
1: now if could that all happen you know at once though, by bringing down the Pellegrini Empire, just expose Pellegrini for for what he is, and that right there exposes the police corruption well
2: considering like
1: destroys what he's got going yeah. and it clears his
2: name well, considering how much uh Pellegrini likes to get involved with his crimes. Um, yeah. Not too. He is like fetched. to get his
1: hands dirty. Yeah,
2: yeah. He's marching around with that cane. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep. He knows how to swing it. Um I'm looking forward to the next one, as always. I am. And um we'll be recording that one tomorrow, and probably releasing them yes, just will. one batch as well again.
1: Yeah, yeah, and we may as well. Yeah. We'll we'll do a Netflix day. We'll just drop it all on you at once.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do a, a full season of, of Story Archive season yeah. two. fun. Yeah. Um. All right. I think that's was that's it? all we're we're missing for this episode. Let's let's wrap it up. All right.
1: Well, I, I got I got a I got a, one thing though that I, I want to bring up. Um, Go for it. So
2: how did how did Boba die again? He hung himself. Uh, he was supposed he com- supposedly committed suicide by hanging himself.
1: Okay. All right. Um, my brother was over tonight, and so Kayla, my brother, and I watched the first episode. So I got them to watch the first episode. Okay. Okay. And when I was watching it, I don't know if you saw this because I didn't realize it until I went back and rewatched it. But when um, Assan goes to the the prison to to meet his dad, you know, and then uh, we we find out that you know he, he's dead mm. at that point. Um, you see somebody, okay? I don't. I don't think Babakar killed himself.
2: He didn't kill
1: himself. The 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 uh, the hitman clearly walks in the in front of the window. You can see him in that episode.
2: The hitman that goes after Hassan.
1: The hitman, the hitman that's going after Hassan oh. right now, is in that shot. He's the guy that Hassan uh, sees. Yeah, and you see him leaving, like 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 back oh. in there where where the criminals are, but leaving. Go watch that episode again. He's
2: there. Oh, well, I it's always him. knew, he, he, I always they knew eyes. that Babacar didn't kill himself, but... I didn't think he did either. Because he, he no, like, no, it's, no. it's, it's too quick. No, no, no. But they always confirmed that that yeah, he didn't kill himself. But I didn't realize it was the hitman. But it makes sense because he says a line in the last episode mm-hmm. where Asan is crawling backwards and he says, like father, like son. And, oh, no. Oh. He, or he says, yeah, he says, like father, like son. And because he mm-hmm. said said it in that order, I was like, wait a minute. If he if he was talking about Raul, he would have said like son, like father. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So which made me think he's talking about not Raul, he's talking about Babakar. So mm-hmm. my whiskey bet's looking terrible right now because Hassan's totally really gonna is. kill that guy.
1: <laughs> he's so gonna kill this guy. You were At so happy him. when you saw him in that scene. I was so happy. I was like, no way. <laughs> Because it it just, it's, it sticks out like a sore thumb yeah. now that we've seen so much of the hitman. Yeah. But it, like, if if you if you're not paying attention, you wouldn't notice it. Yeah. But go, if if you go back, look at that one scene. It's it's him, right there. Is that in episode one. It's in episode one. Actually, in fact, you know what? Here, I'm gonna drop you a URL to no, an image no, no, no. since Don't we're on, in I'm this. Gonna,
2: I'm gonna look it up right
1: now. Okay. Right now. All right. Look it up. While I'm doing look that, can up. you
2: plug us on this episode?
1: Absolutely. So. Uh, well, if you want to listen to this, you can listen to the first season. Uh, you can find us on Apple, um, Spotify, Google Podcasts, at Lupin by Story Archives. You can visit a website at storyarchives.themidnightexchange.com. Uh, the Midnight Exchange is actually our podcast network, so you can visit that website at themidnightexchange.com. You can find them on uh Twitter at theme podcast. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at the midnight Exchange. And again, there's also a podcast for that as well, so you can follow that anywhere uh, that you know podcasts are found. Uh, that's, uh, that's that's about it.
2: All right, I'm actually on the scene right now. Before we log out here, San, All right. All young right. son is in the cell watching. Oh, we see the young hitman. I yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I did notice the hitman was in it, but. I don't know, maybe it's something that I knew but then forgot about. And then they also do emphasize it because of Hassan's reaction of how they do it. So yeah, yeah we do find out, man, that hitman's older than he looks. So that hitman, yeah, that hitman gave Hassan the fight of his life at like 60 years old. Because mm-hmm. that hitman in this scene that I'm watching right now has to be had to have been 20 years ago. Had to have been in his 30s or 40s. So the guy's gotta be like yeah. 65 years old. I well, think
1: Raúl's Raul, fourteen. Hassan was fourteen when his dad, you was know, killed. supposedly killed himself. But obviously, based so it's on the scene, was killed. Twenty-five
2: years since then, so at least that would make him. Well, 40 that's,
1: that's, years. A, that's, that's a that's a suit. Oh, yeah, that makes him if, forty years if, old. If, uh, well, is my math right? Let's let, let's say let's no, say my math is uh, off. no, my math is right. Yeah, it's off. Let's oh, say Hassan right, right. was, was 14. When did when did they have mat. a kid? You know, they had to have been how old?
2: I don't know. But uh, it's been 25 years since his father was supposed Just do the math. That's it. You oh, yeah, that's four, true. If it's if he 14, years. Just he, he looks 14, like he's 40
1: 30. here. He looks, he looks 40 in this 40. shot. Yeah,
2: he looks 39, 40. 39, yeah, yeah.
1: So you're talking about like a 65-year-old dude. Yeah, he's doing it for the 40-year-olds,
2: man. I'm telling you. falling
1: is... out of like a 70-foot,
2: yeah. uh,
1: you know, house and you know, just walking away. Absolutely.
2: All right, ladies and gents. Thank you for tuning in to this uh, wonderful episode of Story Archives, the Lupin edition of Story Archives. Uh, I'm your host, Mario. Once again, thank you for tuning in. This is your first time listening. We just welcome you, and hopefully, you enjoy the rest of this journey. Good night. Good night.